This is professional wrestling savior, one half of Death by Elbow, the juice, JT Dunn. And right now, you're listening to another wrestling podcast. It's time for uh, another wrestling podcast. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at the it. The is, the best of one, and the best of the real be. They got the answers. I change the question. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. These are the best in the world, brother. These are the best in what they do. When we talk about the legends of the sport, there's only two in my book. Another wrestling podcast. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. I'm Credo. And I'm Angry Cooter, the social assassin. And this is episode 130 of another wrestling podcast. Uh, each and every week, Cooter, man, we're, we're doing it up. We're trying to... We're doing this, man. This is our gimmick. This is our life on the side. Talking about wrestling, right? Yeah, exactly, bro. I mean, what would it be... What's the point of watching all these shows if I don't have anybody to talk about them with, you know? You don't want to bottle up your wrestling emotions. you got to let it out there. This, uh, this is how I let my anger out is I talk <laughs> about wrestling. So I, I get all my frustrations out so I go to bed with a smile on my face, you know? There you go. It's a life therapy session for everybody each and every week. Uh, Cooter, everybody welcome Angry Cooter because he's he's definitely a new addition to AWP 2.0 pretty much is what it is. Uh, it's been great. But I want to thank uh, all, all the people who have... You know, DM me, message me, you know, saying that, uh, you know, they like my style. So I'm going to do my best to keep all you marks on the edge of your seats when you're listening to this shit. There you go, guys. Well, you know, each and every week we have been, I, I like to say, one of the longest running weekly episodic podcasts out there. Because when we started two years ago, we haven't stopped. Each and every week we've had a guest on there. So whether you're listening to episode 130, like today, or episode one, uh, we have... We have somebody on each and every show for you guys. It's it's a wild ride, but this week is is even better. We have the psychedelic warrior Dave Cole stopping by. He's not only an artist, but he's a professional wrestler. And also Brianna Daly, who's the CEO of Grapple. She makes some wrestling shirts. We're gonna talk to her a little bit about that. So a lot happening this week. What about this movie trailer, Logan Man? Oh, did, did you see this? This was awesome. A little—it's uh, a little sad, though, man. This is his—this uh, is his last time at his gimmick. This is the last time uh, he's being Wolverine. This oh, is like Ric Flair do not retiring. Compare him to Goldberg. <laughs> he's not walking around dude. going, "Guess what? You're last." Like, no, no. It's—he's not done. I don't care what anybody says. He's not done. If the money's right, you know what? He'll be back for another movie if they have a good enough script. He can't say no. I mean, I, I think Shawn Michaels retired though. I think he's he's definitely. I don't know. He's not Shawn Michaels. Come on, he's more like Ric Flair. Ric Flair. He's, he's never going to stop. Hang it up. Just can't hang it. <laughs> Do you watch Arrow at all? I I watched it. Uh, I'm still trying to catch up. I'm uh, I'm really behind. I, I I caught up last year, uh, and and I'm now watching live. Cody Rhodes was on Arrow, I believe, last yeah, week and this week. I, oh, my God, he was great. He was great. <laughs> He's a drug dealer he plays on, on uh, Arrow. And uh, guess what the name of the drug that he sells is? No. 
Yes, Stardust. Yes, it is. <laughs> I swear to you, bro. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, my God. Because I didn't recognize him at first because I watch this stuff on my phone yeah. while I'm, like, in the gym, you know, and I'm on the treadmill. So I really can't see all that well. But when they said Stardust and I'm like, <laughs> is, is it fucking Cody Rhodes? Like, holy shit, dude. We're going to talk some uh, WWE Network coming up in a little bit. A little bit about a tier system I'm hearing about. Maybe that $9.99 isn't going to be forever. Well, you know what? That would be a shame. But you know what? We'll get into that a little bit later on, shall we? Definitely, man. So it's been a big week. Let's get right into the week that was. We've talked for the past few weeks about this James Ellsworth. Uh, and his 15 minutes. Is, is his 15 minutes up or not? Um, but my question, my question to you, though, is part-timers. Are they ruining the brands now? I thought they had enough you know, talent on each side to just have their own matches. But now I've, I've been seeing more jobbers. This guy who's had, you know, this is his third episode of national TV for him. You know, he didn't do anything. You know, he's just the, an indie Joe Schmo in the, in the world of wrestling, uh, part-timers, man. I'm hearing other part-timers might be coming back. We've seen the headbangers on there. Uh, we've seen the, the spirit squad. What is happening? I feel like we're going back to, to nineties. We, did we run out of talent? Do we really have a problem with James Ellsworth? I mean, yeah, I know. I get it. His 15 minutes is good, is going to be up. I can't get enough of this guy for some reason. He is like, like I said last week, Mikey Whipwreck. He reminds me exactly like him. Takes a beating, gets his ass whooped, and somehow That's his thing, is getting man. a win. It's <laughs> hilarious to me. And Joe, honestly, when he hit him, with that super kick, you tell me you didn't shit your pants. <laughs> Sweet chin music, baby. Uh, and, 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 and we gotta we gotta throw a, a big shout out to David Otonga for for naming that move the no chin music. I mean, every once in a while, even a broken clock is is uh, right twice a day. David Otonga, uh, good good call on that on, on that move. The no chin music. I shit myself laughing. Do you feel like there's so much more attention going to the this talent than the the talent you really want it to be on? Uh, I mean, I think I know. I, I don't know if he's just one of those flash in the pans that are just going to be like, hey, James Ellsworth, and now he's gone. You know, I I, I think he's gone now. So. I don't know. I hear his merch is like the top selling merch this week too. So that's even uh, kudos to that for just putting his his mug on a t-shirt all week. Every time they post something up on Facebook or social media, it's all about James Ellsworth. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. The guy is gonna draw. I mean, even if it's for a little while. Why can't these marks who are bitching and complaining just enjoy it? It's not going to last forever. Oh, definitely. And I don't know. I think they're – I don't know who's, like, you know, changing changing the, the, the book over here because it's, it's been great. You know, we – when in, in, last year, I don't think you'd even be talking about what you would think uh, this whole brand split would be like again. And with all this in, the talent coming that used to be that you thought we would never see in a WWE ring again – they're coming. They're coming back for these little stints, and you know they're having like two to three weeks stints. I don't know. I feel like they're taken away though from the main roster. A lot of guys are still, uh, you know, <sighs> you think they would have had more time to shine, but now we're having James Ellsworth. You know, like he's not the the end all be all to this story. This is all to enhance Styles versus Ambrose because I'm tired of seeing the same old same where these guys have matches 
Uh, they end up in tag matches against each other and all that other bullshit. This is something different. This is something fresh. A nobody getting a chance and Ambrose using it to his advantage and getting under, you know, AJ's skin. It's fun. Like I said, it's not going to last forever. And he's doing a great job of his job, just doing the job. James Ellsworth is going to sell out arenas doing jobs and hitting people with no chin music. He will lose every match and will get paid <laughs> handsomely for it. Man, it's uh, it's definitely one of those diamond in the rough moments. Uh, it's great to be living out, I guess. But regardless, uh, coming up, though, uh, is Survivor Series and two pay-per-views from now. I know there's a lot of pay-per-views, but uh, the big one, Survivor Series, talking about being on SmackDown and, and these part-timers, they're going to have some classic matchups. And regardless, uh, we still got a long ways to go before we talk all about Survivor Series. Roughly, these matchups are going to decide whether that brand can dr- uh, draft other people over. So I believe they would get like three picks if they win. Some more details are still going to unfold about that. But I mean, it's is it guys that are just not being used right on Raw? Or which which... Which roster do you think is not being used right? Because now this is going to draft some of those guys over to maybe balance out the brands even more. I don't really know. I mean, there, there are some guys getting lost in the shuffle, unfortunately. And I think a lot of it has to do on Raw with the addition of the cruiserweight division, which is great. I love the cruiserweight division. So, you know, don't crucify me, folks. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, guys on Raw are getting lost in the shuffle now because there is – two less spots on on television a week for these guys. So I think uh, SmackDown is going to take the win. And uh, I think we're going to inject some raw talent on a SmackDown. You know, I would love to just see some trades. I would love, I would love it if they could say, forget drafting guys over. We're going to give you this bum for this one. And you don't have a choice. Like, you know what I'm saying? That would be really cool. I would like to see Cesaro. Cesaro get drafted to SmackDown and win the WWE Championship. Put him in the main event, which is lacking. That's why they're having James Ellsworth. It all it all goes back to him full circle. If they didn't have James <laughs> Ellsworth, they could have Cesaro over there right now in a program for the World Heavyweight Championship. Who else would you throw over on SmackDown from Raw? Mm. Put Jericho maybe. Put Switch Jericho away from Kevin Owens, man. Get, get Jericho away from Kevin Owens. I feel like... He's overshadowing him a little bit. I mean, tr- I love the team. I love the whole the list and all that. Don't get me wrong, but I, I feel like Kevin Owens, his championship run is just being overshadowed by Jericho in a way. Does it make Does that make sense? I feel like you know. Yeah, but they're strong enough alone with, with that. With him, they're now? going somewhere with that. I really, I can't get enough of it. And I know that was a topic that that I really wanted to talk about. Jericho is outshining Kevin Owens, but I think they're doing that on purpose. Because, you know, we're setting up for the next big, big feud. And I think Kevin Owens versus Jericho is going to be that feud. I think that's going to be great. If anybody needs to move over from Raw to SmackDown, it's Sami Zayn. That poor bastard can't catch a break. Yeah, poor Sam. You know, it's like, I I was like, wow, they finally found a program for him. And Braun Strowman, it's like, it's going to be like the David versus Goliath kind of a matchup. Uh, It'll be interesting. I don't know. Uh, But still, it's, I, I think maybe it's a stepping stone in the right direction. It's... He still deserves more, but at the same time, yeah, he's lost in that little bit of shuffle that guys like the part-timers going right back to that first topic or that are taking the place, you know. If some of those part-timers weren't on TV, you have another spot, you know what I mean? You have another spot for somebody just to feud with somebody, but I guess they don't want to beat up their own talent too much, you know. They want to just keep bring back the jobbers, land of the jobbers. Let's talk about the return of Goldberg. Uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of worried. I didn't, you know, I didn't really... 
expect too much from him. I mean, I, I've met him. We met him last year. Uh, we interviewed him on the show. You can go to our YouTube page, Cheap Pop uh, Plug. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's on there. It's one of our most viewed videos, and we, we interviewed him. He got a huge reaction regardless at the end of the day, I, which, you know, a lot of there's a lot of new kids out there, new kids on the block that didn't really watch um, – you know that we're at that generation, we're that old right now, where there's just people that haven't watched like the Attitude Era and the whole his whole thing. You know what I mean? Unless they're watching the network, obviously, but they didn't live through it. So it was kind of curious to how he would get that reaction because half of that crowd is people that know him and people that don't. So you know, it was you cool. know I I hated it because the whole show they're they're showing highlights of Goldberg like right before they would especially when they would come back from commercials his greatest so moments like, yeah his greatest moments and i'm just <laughs> like oh way to blow his decision making like you know here we go yes he's back he's going to be on raw we don't know what he's going to say but yeah we know what he's going to say because you're showing all his highlights like like it matters. <laughs> I should have beef with him too because he he definitely put Bret Hart. He retired Bret Hart, and that's I'll never let that go. That's that's the greatest <laughs> thing he ever did. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Bite your oh, tongue. That, that's my favorite kick to the head ever. <laughs> oh, so I love that more than Sid hit Jose Lothario in the chest with a camera. Oh man, he almost killed him. Oh, back to the topic here. <laughs> he just looked old like dude oh yeah he definitely looks aged but i'm uh, I, I don't know I'm kind of, he didn't really you know wasn't out in like trunks or anything so we don't really know what that goldberg looks like to the old goldberg you know and I, I know he's in shape well, in that but because I, I could tell by the, the hair color we went from blonde to holy shit you're white you look like santa claus with a fucking goatee <laughs> it's gonna be interesting because then you know his whole thing was your last so is this the last ever match of goldberg uh, and does he lose? He just put himself over as a superhero for like all these kids. He's you know he's hugging and kissing and picking out the kid. He, then he realized he didn't pick out his own kid, so he had to walk all the way back over and pick his own kid out of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I saw it in his face. He See, picks he's out so the old kid. He had Alzheimer's. He forgot which one was his kid. <laughs> he picked up the kid, and you see it in his face because he's like looking down exactly where his son is looking at him, and he's like. Shit, I, I picked up this kid. My son's going to hate me. Let me go back over there. So he puts the other kid down really quick, and then he walks back over and is like, shit, i got to pick my son up, uh, or else that's that'll look pretty bad. Is his wife like a real housewife of something? Because she looks famous. I didn't even look it up. I was just going to say, uh, you know what? She I've looks like a real housewife or something. I don't know. Yeah, I've been shitting on Bill Goldberg, but you know what? Respect to Bill Goldberg, because his wife is sexy as fuck. <laughs> his wife is hotter than Brock's. And, and and Brock's wife is Sable. I'm just saying. I think uh, Goldberg's wife is a is a lovely lady. Her yes. name is Wanda Theraton. All right. So her name's not as sexy as Sable's, but whatever. I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. You know. She's a stunt double. She's a stunt oh, performer. Cool. So I'm just looking at all of her things. Yeah, she's just does stunts. Wanda. So she's a training partner for Goldberg's return. She's <laughs> taking all the spears and yes, apparently the jackhammer. Wink, wink. I'm looking at her movies, too, that she did, probably did stunts for, and honestly, I'm sorry. I just, The Unsaid, Ginger Snaps Back, Santa's Sleigh, oh and Ara, Ararat? Ararat? I don't know. Ginger regardless, Snap. it's it's a movie that you probably have no, never even seen. So, and Regardless, though, uh, one of the, the, the biggest things I think we just have to mention briefly, we've kind of mentioned in the past few weeks, too, but the whole TNA saga. It's at it's a whole new level. Now, these sealed documents, Cooter... Uh, Billy Corgan, he's suing Dixie Carter, and it's in a sealed 
you know, it's a sealed envelope. Uh, it's it's sealed. I mean, you can't nobody in the public can know what he's suing her for. So oh, people are saying that you know it's the money uh, that you know that he put towards the thing. Like he wants it back like that fast, or is it something else? And now I've also understood that the Fight Network wants to pay those those bills for TNA to have you know to eventually put maybe TNA on the Fight Network. What do you think about that? You know what, Billy Corgan should have known better. I, I don't get this. I really don't. You'd have a better chance of getting money out of fucking homeless Charlie than TNA. I'm serious. How can you sue a company that you're you're backing when they don't have anything to sue you for? They're, they, they're having to let go of certain talent because they apparently can't afford to keep certain people. What's the point? What are you suing them for? Maybe control? Maybe he feels that if he sues them and they have nothing, he can just have the company. Maybe yeah. that's what it has to do with. But in terms of monetary value, if you've already sold the library, that company is worth diddly squat. So maybe he just wants control. And the fact that he put all this money into it is so he can say, hey, I have a stake in this. They owe me money. They might as well just give me the company because they can't pay it back. Now, I think the one biggest thing coming out of this, too, would be the name. So if you said that's true, you know, to where if, let's say, whoever bought the tape library, if WWE bought it, somebody else bought it, or if nobody bought it, but regardless, if that tape library is sold, you pretty much bought, you know, from 2000 to 2010 or whatever, you know, whatever the year is when it started to when right. it ended, and you had that certain point, and now you own that. So now... If technically Billy owns TNA and they sold the library, technically he owns – he doesn't really own that. Co- well, he owns that – no, it's hard because if they sold the library, he, he won't own that name. So it's like he has to take that business and rename it because I don't think he'll, he wouldn't have the rights to TNA anymore, right? They have the whole library, so. I've had too many beers. No, there's too many. I don't wanna, I'm not trying to play lawyer over here. Yeah, oh, but yeah, God. It's, it, regardless, it's just the saga never ends, and it's going to be interesting at the end of the day because if the Fight Network does get TNA – that's kind of competition and a little bit for WWE. Don't you know, it's not going to you know outdo what they have, but it's just other wrestling that people are might be not, they're not going to pay that nine ninety nine or you know we'll get into the tiers uh, later on about you know if the network does change. So it could be interesting to see if that fight network does something better than anybody else could have done on TV because that's the you know the day and age you're going to watch your shows on your phone, your iPad, uh, or on the computer. You know how many times compared to how many times versus the phone and stuff that you're watching on your TV. So, but even that, they're on the the Roku. So I know you could download them on Roku, not on Apple TV yet. So maybe, I don't know, things will happen for them because they said they're a moneymaker. Regardless, we'll see a fight network has that money. We'll, uh, we'll have another little network. The network wars we'll live through now. So, you know what I wish? I really wish this. I wish it would just go away. I really do. TNA is like old school. Matt Hardy. TNA just won't die. <laughs> just die already, please. Just send all your, your your decent guys over to NXT and WWE. It, it just give it up. It's not worth it anymore. Regardless, guys, there's a big week that was. All right, AWP fans, listen up. Yeah, we're talking to you. We are a listener-supported podcast. The show is created by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Each week we bring to you one-of-a-kind interviews with pro wrestling's greatest superstars from yesterday and today. We do this at no cost to you, the fans. But before we talk to today's guest, 
here are a few ways where you can support us and give us our love. It's very simple. Rate us and review us. Go over to iTunes or Stitcher, Player FM, tune in, whatever it is. Just uh, tell all your friends about it. Follow us on all that social media stuff. Whatever you kids are doing these days, you can give us a like, follow us, a poke, a point, a German suplex if you're Brock Lesnar, whatever you want. Lastly, if you are an Ultimate AWP fan, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash another wrestling podcast and purchase an official AWP shirt. There's more than one. Thanks for supporting us and enjoy the show, bitches. But coming up, we have the Psychedelic Warrior, Dave Cole. All right, sometimes in wrestling, art imitates life, or, or life imitates art. Uh, regardless, our next guest is the best of both worlds. He's an artist. He's a wrestler. He is the psychedelic warrior, Dave Cole. Uh, Dave, man, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I always love uh, talking about some wrestling and art. and uh, that, I mean, that's my life. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm painting, and I'm watching... Uh, an old wrestle jam, actually. The last we saw you was at the New England Fan Fest last year. You had a broken leg. Are you are you 100% these days? How are you doing? Yeah, uh, I mean, 100%, I don't know. I don't know if I've uh, really ever been 100% after I started wrestling. But, uh, I mean, the knee, the knee is better than I really ever expected it to be. Um, yeah, rolling around last year in the wheelchair, uh, it wasn't the best, uh, and it, it felt so good after it was about just under a year that I was out, and wow. uh, I had my first match back in May, um, and, and that was just such a good feeling after being out for so long when I really didn't want to be. <laughs> Definitely. Now, after being out that long, you know, is it is it just like riding a bike, you hop back on it, or, you know, is it just a little, you get a little bit of rust from being out that long from wrestling? Uh, there's a little bit of rust, honestly. If, um, I'd love to say it's, it was easy to get back into it. Um, but just, uh, you know, the, the keeping up with, uh, my stamina, I had to get that back and I'm still getting that back. Sure. Um, I, I wrestled, uh, Drew Gulak recently and, uh, he was, he's just an amazing competitor and, uh, I, I just couldn't keep up with him. He, he's just so good. Um, so I, I dropped a little weight. I'm trying to get my cardio up again so I could uh, go up against some of the, the better talent around here in New England. You were trained by Bert uh, Centino, uh, who's also a former uh, talent uh, for WWE. Uh, what was it like? What was? Can you take us back to that moment where you said, you know, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. Uh, I need to go get training. Uh, how did this come about? How did you meet Bert? Um, well, I, I used to back our wrestle for, for years and like, we took it like really seriously. Like we built a, we built like a whole ring that was working ropes and stuff. Um, and we, we just took it very seriously. So I, I always had the passion. I mean, um, I didn't know what I was doing back there at wrestling, but I had that drive to perform and the, the creative process of like, thinking of ideas um for matches and just things like that um and then i i remember going to like a a little local show um and uh on the side of the ring was the number for the the wrestling school and uh i'm not sure if i knew like wrestling schools even existed or like 
just I, I just yeah. didn't think about it before that, and then when I saw that number, I was like, all right. Um, and I had a buddy, my buddy Spider, um, of New England wrestling fame, who passed away a long time ago. Spider grew up in my hometown. We used to back right wrestle together. Um, he uh, he trained at the same place. I did the USA Pro Wrestling School in West Haven, Connecticut. And uh, during a match, uh, this was a while ago now, um, he uh, he hit his head on the outside and he ended up passing away from it um, mm-hmm. during a show. Uh, and uh, I, it was just it was just so sad because uh, I just grew up backyard wrestling with him. We trained together. Mm. Um, but anyway, it was during his match that I saw that. Um, so I always give credit to him for so many things in my wrestling uh, career from backyard wrestling to, to figuring out that I wanted to train and everything. Um, so anyway, on a lighter note, uh, I started training at the USA pro wrestling school, um, in Connecticut and, uh, yeah, under Bert's antenna and, uh, yeah, I learned a lot through there, and um, Jay Busta, um, who's also been around New England for a long time, he's a New England veteran, and he's still going, mm-hmm. um, he needed a tag team partner, so I started teaming with him as the Canadian Superstars, and uh, started traveling with him, and he really helped me just start traveling and working shows all over, and uh, yeah, that was the beginning of my career. Sure. Now, uh, when we talked to you, too, uh, last time, uh, you told us that uh, Bret Hart, uh, Benoit, Macho Man um, were some of your favorites growing up. Uh, did they have any influence on your style of wrestling, or did anybody else really influence the way you wrestled? Yeah, I would say all of them. Uh, I've always loved Benoit's aggression. I mean, I, <laughs> the past couple of months, I've actually been using the crossface uh, to finish my matches when I can. Um and I, I just always loved his aggression, just the way he went about picking his uh, opponent apart. I always look up to that. Brett, the technician as well. I just I, I love guys like that, and I, I still do. Um, and uh, I've always loved Lucha though too. I I, I love Lucha. I love um, just the style and the takedowns and the submissions. So I feel like I I try to blend in some like technical submission wrestling with some lucha um and yeah that's that's what i love definitely now while you mentioned chris benoit you know a lot of people out there today i'm kind of curious about your thoughts being a professional wrestler is it okay to at least talk about his career and how he was as a wrestler without people getting mad pretty much you know yeah i I, i've never really come across anybody that i mean I know, because it's like, you know, I, I just know some friends or people that talk, and it's like, if you mention Chris Benoit, then it's like, uh, then they, you know, it's like, oh, we know what he did, and they don't want to talk about him. But I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about what he did, you know, when as a wrestler when he was wrestling. And Exactly. I mean, he, you know, he gave me so many of my favorite matches ever. Um, I, one of my favorite meetings when I was, before I started training, just meeting him at an autograph session and him being just so kind and what he, uh, he signed my chair. He just said, he said to Dave, hit him hard. And that was before I even started training. And I, I always kind of use that as like a little like push, you know, like just like, uh, keep going, like keep going hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, I don't know. Life's crazy. Yeah. 
things like that are they happen and it's it's terrible um but there's history before that and i mean i could separate the two i don't know some yeah. people maybe they can't but well definitely yeah. well see it's good to see here that you know you can at least talk about you know what was happening and not just disregard that because of what he did later on but you know that's all i was just curious about that but uh <laughs> regardless yeah. uh fast forward a little bit though uh you also wrestled in japan for zero one can you tell us about your experience going over there like, and two of my goals in wrestling were um always the wwe in japan and uh I just wanted to train in Japan. I always wanted to, I always heard about the training. Um, and I just, that was one of my goals. And I remember emailing them one year and he was just like, not, he kind of denied me and he was like, no, I don't think you're ready. Uh, and that just like made me work harder. So like a year later I emailed them again and I was like, can I come? Like, can I come train for like, uh, a little period of time? Um, and he finally just said, okay. And I, I flew there. Uh, it was a wild experience, man. Um, uh, just, you know, being in a foreign country by yourself, nobody's speaking English really. Um, but it was an, a life changing experience and it, uh, it really like gave me a new level of, uh, work ethic and, uh, pushed me beyond, my limits and I, I, you need that in life. I love moments in life that do that to you. Um, and yeah, I just remember being in that ring, um, and that first step in the ring, like feeling that, like I just pure, like elation that I had done it. I, I did it. I did it all myself. I, I worked hard and, and I got there. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I trained there for a couple of weeks and, uh, yeah, that was an experience. I I never got to work any shows, um, but it, it, sure, it'll it still be able, yeah, being able to be out there and uh, you know take your take your career and add that little notch in the belt of being able to go over there. So it's uh, it's great. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I love stepping out of my comfort zone too. So things like that, uh, just just I feel like they make you stronger. So. I Definitely. love doing that. Definitely. So, uh, a little bit about your uh, wrestling career, but not you know you're not just a pro wrestler. You're also an artist. And uh, breaking news: uh, you just quit your job recently to pursue art more. Can you give us a cut a promo for us on uh, you quitting your job and <laughs> sticking with art now? Or maybe just let uh, let people know your mindset, or why, and uh, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I mean, I've been wrestling for 12 years. I've I've been an artist my whole life. I mean, and I know I'm not going to wrestle forever, especially after my knee. I, I, I can't wrestle like I used to just after the injury. It's, it's really hard coming back from that and being the same. Um, so, you know, our, I've had the opportunities to expand my art through wrestling shows and beyond wrestling in general has really given me a platform to showcase myself as an artist, uh, doing the ring canvas and stuff and helping with shirt designs and just being able to show my art at the shows. Uh, it, it's been really good. And, uh, I, it, that's what I want in life. Like I, I've completed my wrestling goals. I've been to Japan. I've done WWE. I've, I, I want to set new goals for myself in a different aspect. Um, and that being art, um, and I, I believe in myself. I believe in my abilities, and I, I have some, I have crazy ideas that I'm gonna have to work hard to execute. But I think once I do, they're gonna like really show the world 
the kind of brain that I'm working with and the, uh, I just have some really large scale stuff, um, that I'm, I'm going to do eventually, but I'm, I, I have big plans and I, I have goals and I believe that if you work hard, eventually good things happen. So, uh, that's like the next chapter in my life. And so I've, I've been working at the same job for pretty much my whole life, uh, 15 years. And, uh, I just, it's time that I took this step out and just really tried to dive into the things that I love. Um, yeah. Well, you are an acrylic painter first and foremost, uh, but you mm-hmm. also do uh, some custom uh, Funkos on the side. Uh, we've seen on uh, your social media. Um, can you tell us a little bit about too? Uh, you know, we we spoke briefly about who influenced you in wrestling. How about who does? Is there any artist out there who influenced you uh, your art? Yeah, um, I I love street art and graffiti and uh, that that sort of style of art and um so that, that's always been a big influence on me um and then just graphically me being a graphic designer i like clean lines and uh bold colors and stuff like that um and there's, there's actually a, a customizer um M- mb customs and uh he does kind of like comic book stuff and all these uh yeah basically just a comic book themed guys mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I saw his stuff and I saw what could be done with just a simple pop. And I was like, ah, so I kind of applied my own kind of style to the pops and that's become a little small business of mine. And it, it uh, feels good because I remember doing the first one and just thinking nothing of it. I mean, I, it was the first one I ever did. I thought maybe I'd do a couple more and I feel like I've probably done close to a hundred at this point. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it, it's been fun. And I, um, recently, I did one of Matt Hardy, Broken Matt, and uh, somebody presented it to him, and he he cut a little promo like <laughs> with it in his hand, and like was like just looking at it like in shock and awe, and just like uh, with that huge crazy broken smile on his face. <laughs> uh, so things like that are it's just really cool. Like those are little achievements. That's like a title win as far as like <laughs> accomplishments in art. Definitely. As opposed to wrestling, uh, I feel that same kind of like just warmth. Uh. Sure, and now uh, also too, I see in a lot of uh, a lot of different paintings that you have too. I see a lot of Simpsons and uh, Nintendo characters. Uh, like you're taking their world and they're you know introducing them into like almost uh, a, you know mixing mixing up the worlds a little bit with your paintings. Can you explain? Uh, a little bit about what you're doing with some of the characters and you know how you maybe go about choosing uh who to to wear what or who to do what um as far yeah. as i mean sometimes sometimes it's kind of based on what's going on in the world uh i i i didn't do any of the pokemon uh ideas i had but with with pokemon go recently going crazy i, I had planned on doing something like that but uh I, uh I never got around to those but um and also just kind of what i feel and love um like i grew up with the Simpsons, that's one of my favorite shows ever. Um, and the Nintendo, I'm a huge video game lover, so uh, just things like that. Um, and I, I kind of started steering away from that just because I didn't want people to think of me only as someone who could copy other people's stuff with my own little twist. So that's why I do something, some of the more original stuff, um, and that's what I 
plan on doing in the future. You're one of the big names in the New England uh, independent scene. My question to you is right now with uh, the, the cream of the crop, WWE, what they're doing with bringing some, like, you know, enhancement talent. They'll bring in guys, local guys, to uh, either be on Raw or, I mean, for example, James Ellsworth. <laughs> this guy has been used on Raw so, so much and, and SmackDown and all that stuff. Uh, is it good? Because they haven't really done that in years to where they were having outside talent. You know, it was pretty much everybody within their system. Uh, how do you feel, though, as, like, an independent wrestler to where, you know, they're finally just – you know, dabbing in some guys from wherever they are uh, to use on the show more because uh, maybe a few years ago it was just they were using guys to be rosebuds for Adam Rose, but now they're actually using you know wrestlers to go against Bailey, to go against Braun Strowman, you know, all, the, all these other guys. To where do you think just having that little bit of five minutes on Raw or SmackDown helps out some of the guys on the indie scene a little bit? In yeah, a way, you know I think, what I mean. Uh... Yeah. So it's not like they're not getting a whole match, but it just gives them more exposure, kind of. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I mean, if anything, it helps their confidence to keep, you know, work that much harder, you know, it's like you give somebody that opportunity and, you know, that's, that's life changing. Like, that's really like a crazy thing. And it's, I think it's awesome that they're doing that. Um, and a lot of these guys um, that they're putting on, you know, maybe they might not even be that great, but like, so like, this is like, a one, took a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, or for James Ellsworth, you know, you yeah. <laughs> you you catch the right eye and they love you and you are doing a program with AJ Styles. It's like that's that's wild. Like that's <laughs> like um no, I'm, I'm good there. I'm glad they're doing it. I I I've always been a fan of squash matches. Um, I think it could turn into uh, something good. But I, I think with Braun, um, it's been good. Uh, he looked like a beast. He he is a beast. Um, and, and I think, you know, it's more or less good to where they're not really wasting their own guys, I guess, losing all the time to where, you know, you bring this outside name in from the local town. Uh, he goes up against Braun Strowman or, or whoever and they lose. And it's not that big of a deal. But if you're having guys like Zack Ryder or whoever just losing all the time, it just kills their character, right? I guess right. So it kind of like saves the rest of the roster a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. I, uh, and I think they kind of started realizing that, too. And, uh, yeah, why not just get get local guys in get guys to show off their moves and stuff uh make them look good yeah just really no negatives with that i don't think definitely and now for fans listening out there too uh you also mentored uh jt dunn another big uh, new england name we get to see him at a lot of the shows around here too uh can you tell us any um stories about you and jt dunn about uh, getting him into the business and working with him yeah oh, man i i've known jt so long at this point i've kind of seen him through just uh the early stages of his career I, and uh, that's where our strong bond came from um just him growing up wrestling in new england kind of maybe making some mistakes here and there rubbing some people the wrong way um but you know he, he was young and i i knew he had that desire and passion and i could see that you know and I, you know i i always gave him just some strong serious advice um, and I think he, you know, I kind of became like a big brother to him. Uh, and I, I still kind of feel that way. I, I, we, we have a real good bond and I'm, I'm so proud of what he's doing. He just went to Germany for the first time. Like he, he's just killing it everywhere, everywhere he goes. Um, 
and this is awesome. It's awesome to see uh, and to say that you know he feels like I'm a mentor to him. That that makes me proud. So uh, yeah, he's just been doing so good, and I, I can't wait. I think he could keep going further and further. He he always impresses. He just has to get the right people to see him well great well dave you know uh i could talk to you all night but i can't do that i <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for stopping by uh can you tell the fans where they could probably buy some of your artwork or where they could follow you on uh, social media these days yeah you could uh you could go to davecoldojo.com and uh you could find all my contact info and my instagram and my twitter and my etsy uh, that's all through there at uh, DaveColdDojo.com. Well, great. Uh, Dave, you know, thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. We really appreciate it, and we'll hope to see you soon down the line, all right? Uh, thank you very much. This is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to another wrestling podcast in association with Celeb VM. Order a personal video message from me and many other wrestlers and celebrities now. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. Head on over to celebvm.com slash AWP. Get a personal video message for yourself or as a gift for someone else. For personal connections, shout-outs, birthdays, proposals, weddings, and much more. Enter your details about yourself so the celebrity can record a personal video message, especially for you, including details such as your name, age, birthday, hobbies, or whatever else you include. As soon as the video has been recorded, you'll get an email with your link so you can share it on social media or download and keep it. Celebrities record videos as and when they can, usually within two weeks. But if you want a video for a specific date and it does not look like it will arrive in time, you can cancel it and get an instant refund at the click of a button. There are hundreds of celebrities to choose from and many more joining every day. Search by category or genre, buy a gift voucher, get updates and offers, and encourage your favorite celebrities to join so they can connect with fans in a fun and unique way. Raise money for their charities and much more. So order your video now for yourself or for someone else. Celebrity Video Messages and another wrestling podcast team up. Be sure to head on over to celebvm.com slash AWP. And joining us now, Brianna Daly. All right, we already talked to Dave Cole, who's a, a wrestler and an artist, but we're also going to talk to uh, somebody else who is uh, quite the artist. Her name's Brianna Daly, uh, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, welcome to the show, Brianna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, now, what can you tell the fans out there listening right now uh, who love to buy wrestling merchandise, from shirts to hats to everything and anything? Uh, what do you do, and what's uh, the name of your company? And uh, Tell us a little bit about it. So I am the owner of Gravel Merch, and it's an alternative uh, wrestling merch shop, of course. Uh, we do everything from t-shirt, uh, t-shirt designs to hats to tank tops, you name it. Um, I started it back in June. Uh, we've been gone strong since then uh, with a lot of help from, like, a lot of wrestlers. Um just, yeah, just trying to get something out for people who love wrestling tees, but, you know, they want to wear it beyond the arena. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your designs? Because I'm on your site right now, for everybody listening, it's uh, grapple.bigcartel.com. Uh, I see the I see the Steve Austin what? I see the booty is, the booty was, the booty will ever be. Uh, a lot of <laughs> other great shirts. Maybe you could tell us uh, some of the shirts um, 
uh, tell us the, the ideas behind them, who they are, and uh, you know maybe why you uh, why you love it. So, of course, the Stone Cold one was based on Steve. Um, I knew that I wanted to make a shirt based on a legend, and you know Steve's a legend, and. I decided to go uh, down a handmade uh, route that way. So I did all of the text and the illustration all by hand and, you know, colored it. And for the New Day shirt, I've described a Bret Hart, Bret Hart and New Day. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know how like, I mentioned it on another podcast. I was like, you know how with their other shirt, it was like the booty at night is big and bright. Yeah. So that's what I based <laughs> mine off of, too. And I see, look, one of your uh, logos pretty much um, seems to be, almost looks like the Macho Man tights, right, I guess? Uh, the three stars and has grapple on it. Is that like the it logo is. you have? Yeah. It is. I wanted, I wanted uh, people to know that is the logo that I was going for, for sure. Um, it was a toss-up between him and Dusty, and Dusty's birthday just passed. So, man, I like I said, I wanted to base the logo on either one of those guys you know they're both so like dear to all wrestling fans so like i said it's a toss-up and i think that i went with randy because his is more his logo or his stars are more versatile than dusty's polka dot so mm-hmm. i decided to go down that route and people have liked it ever since sure and then, you know, i also see a, a swiss uh t-shirt is that for cesaro i'm assuming right i have to yes, yes. <laughs> be the point obvious but yeah yeah tell us a little bit about that and Cesaro approved. Cesaro's always. I've I've always been like uh, making shirts. Ever since I've been like doing this stuff, I've always made shirts that like inspired by Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And like he's always shown me love. Like whatever shirt that I've like put out, he's always shown me love. So with this one, so I go to school for graphic design. I'm a senior at Maryville University, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like this. There's like this um, this design style that's called Swiss typography, and I've always based that style of graphic design on Cesaro. I think they go hand in hand. And Cesaro, like I said, he approves. So yeah, <laughs> I I really really enjoy that design, and Cesaro does too. So awesome. I just hope that others do. Well. Now, I I definitely want to get this hat uh, over as. F-U-C-K. There you go. I don't want to... It's obvious we don't have to be, you know, perfect, exactly. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, that's a great hat. That's I definitely have to order that. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Was this, uh, you know, who's inspired by or, or anything like that you could tell us about? Okay, so this is really awesome UK wrestler by the name of Jay Garner, and Grapple also sponsors him. We sponsor a few wrestlers, but he's one of the guys who has been here since, like, the very beginning when it did start back in June of this year. And we were, you know, bouncing some ideas off each other. And he's just like, well, what if you made a hat that said over oh, Because I was trying to figure out what are some cool things that I could say for the hat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how everyone's always like nowadays, they're like, man, such and such is over as if. So <laughs> I said, well, you know, I think that's something that would get over with the fans. And it's been getting good 
positive feedback ever since. Definitely, and I think that's what's great about uh, you know what you're doing is stuff like that because that hat right there is a prime example of like, eh, WWE's never going to make that. <laughs> so right. you know, and the fans want to buy stuff like that, and that's mm-hmm. where you step in, and you know. Uh, I think that's a great idea. That's perfect. And I hope you sell thousands and thousands of those. Uh, but I will also mention, too, uh, you also support independent wrestlers by giving them opportunities uh, to discount their merch. Uh, some wrestlers that you sponsor are Mr. Grimm, Marco Stunt, and the Mega Plowers. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, about working with some uh, independent guys? They're really, really uh, cool guys. Um, I've, From what I've learned from these guys, you know, it's hard being an independent wrestler. And any way that you can help them. They're so thankful for that. I just got in touch with Grimm. Uh, we we were talking uh, like about a month back, and then I got in touch with him this month, and now he's one of our sponsor wrestlers. But, yeah, like we just try to help these guys out any way we can. And in return, you know, they help us out by getting us out there. So it's a long-run situation for us both. Any wrestler out there listening... Make friends with an artist. Make friends with a graphic artist because they would yeah. be the biggest help ever uh, for you. Because, like I said, a lot of these guys, they're not artists. I mean, they're artists in the ring, but that doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, they, they might have an idea for a logo, but they probably don't have the tools. So I think that's exactly. re- that's great where you come in like that, too. Uh, and I also know uh, you also hope to hold a convention or a gallery one day where, you know, wrestling fans can come together and showcase their appreciation uh, for wrestling in the, in the form of art. And I think that's another great idea. Yeah. I think just having a big gallery or opening of, you know, art in wrestling, because there's definitely, you know, yeah. there's countless people that do that. So uh, for artists who, you know, do like wrestling stuff, what, what are your ideas behind that? What would you like to see? So uh, this, let's see, this was like an idea that has been like floating through my head ever since like last like last summer or the summer that just passed, you know? So I was just like, well, what if we held like a gallery that display like all, you know, mediums of art because there are some people who, you know, they love wrestling and they love art. And like me, I love graphic design and I love wrestling and I love to put those things together. And I know that people love conventions as well and they love galleries too. So, you know, by putting those things together, you get the best of both worlds. I know that Rob uh, Scamberger, I know that he had a gallery. Um, he had a gallery that, like, I think it was in Kansas City, and I think he, fe- he featured, like, a lot of wrestling art as well. I mean, you got guys like Jerry Lawler, who's an artist, too. You know, he's he's a wrestler, you know, a tired wrestler, but he's, he's an artist, too. So just to know that there are so many people who love this sport and they also love, you know, art, that's just something that I would like to bring together in, like I said, from a gallery or a convention, something where all of us can come together and bring what we love to the table, literally. Definitely. And uh, for everybody, uh, if you've been on grapple.bigcartel.com, uh, you also have a fall 216, a 2016 lineup that will be out very soon. Uh, can you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about what, what we can expect? So, you know, it's starting to get cold, where I live at least. <laughs> it's starting uh, yep. to get cold. So I was gonna just um just you know, do everyone a favor, including myself, and you know, put out jackets and um let's see, hoodies. We're gonna have some new T shirts as well. Um, some more T shirts that are kinda uh that are based on the logo but they're gonna be bigger uh redirections of the logo. Mm-hmm. 
um, we're also going to have new styles of hats as well. So, you know, we have a snapback right now, but we're also going to start putting out beanies. And I'm also having the idea to put out other different styles, such as like, um, I know the bill, uh, the flat bill. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, it's coming out very, very soon. And I hope you guys enjoy it when it does come out. For people that want to find, uh, find out your work, find out where they can buy this, uh, anything and everything social media, can you tell them about it? So you can find us on Twitter at Grapple Merch. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram under the same name, Grapple Merch. And you can find us on our website at grapple.bigcartel.com. Well, everybody listening out there, I hope you guys head on over to the website, pick up a shirt, pick up that hat. I love that hat. I'm going to get that hat right away. Uh, <laughs> I want yeah, Everybody, pick it up. Uh, support Grapple Merch. Another wrestling podcast supports them big time. And uh, we're going to throw your link also on our website so people can find it easily. So, uh, Brianna, thank you so much for joining us today, and we wish you nothing but the best in the future. Thank you so much, guys. It was nice talking to you. So here at Another Wrestling Podcast, each and every week, we want to try to, to come up with a new topic. Basically, we want you to listen to this episode and past episodes and not have to worry about, you know, just listening to the same old, uh, hey, what happened on Raw, what happened on SmackDown, what happened on this and that. So Boring. We try to give you, you know, something fresh and new, uh, a topic. So this topic, I, I want to bring in the network, Cooter, the network, uh, a lot of talk going on with the network right now. What are we thinking about here? So, uh, you know, we found some things online, uh, some stories going around that. Now, uh, the network, as you know, at $9.99, we've been paying that for the past few years now. $9.99. Uh, we've been getting some uh, reality shows. We've been getting wrestling. We've been getting some NXT uh, past pay-per-views. They've been releasing old Raws and Nitros. Uh, but now, now the news is coming out that they could possibly be adding like Ring of Honor or TNA. If that deal does fall through, uh what would you what would you pay more to watch, you know, other things besides the you know, just WWE stuff? You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with this with somebody probably about a year ago. I said this is something that they should have done back then. I yeah. mean, we can have a premium content area for the network, meaning I don't want to pay such and such amount of money every single month. But if I see something like, Oh wow, you know what? Everyone's talking about this Ring of Honor pay per view. You know what? Why doesn't WWE just host it? in terms of putting it up on their network or their website or whatever it is. And you can pay such and such per pay-per-view. You know, I mean, they're going through a lot of these other companies now, uh, meaning like Ring of Honor, to host. I don't even know how I don't even know how that shit works anymore. Definitely. You know, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to really think, because now I feel like WWE wants to be that, you know, that, that, you know, holder of all wrestling media, king yeah. of all media. So you know, from from WWE now, you know they own WCW. Uh, whatever, whatever else they could be showing on there, to where if they do get TNA's library, or maybe they work out a deal with Ring of Honor. Um, do you want to pay fourteen ninety nine perhaps to get these features of Ring of Honor and TNA? Would you pay more? Like I said, I wouldn't pay that every month. I think I would like to be able to have just a premium content section like i like what i'm getting now for the price that i'm getting it at but if i see something else hey you know what it, it, it's like think of it this way think of having a cable bill and when we would buy say a pay-per-view you know that adds to your cable bill i wouldn't say hey you know what i might want to check out that ring of honor thing let me just uh pay an extra you know two three dollars or whatever it's going to be 
Yeah, uh, definitely. I, now, what I'm looking at right now is I see a, a four-tier plan. Uh, plan one would be free. Uh, from what they're showing on here, five hours per month you would get for free. Uh, but you, you, you watch all the video clips uh, that are five minutes or less, you know, on, like they have on WWE.com, but you wouldn't be able to watch pay-per-views, uh, NXT, any of that. It was pre- it's, it's pretty much just watching archived stuff for, uh, you know, five hours per month. So that's, okay. a free, that's a free thing. That's not bad. That's a good way to entice people to actually buy it. So giving them something free would be a great opening the door of like, hey, man, I really want to watch this, but I can't. I got to pay for the price. So the next tier they have would be a plan uh, two, tier two, be four ninety nine. Uh, and you could watch all the video clips just like the free one, but now you can actually watch only the big four events, uh, the Rumble, SummerSlam, Summer Survivor Series, WrestleMania, you know, the big four. Um, you'll be able to watch the pre-recorded uh, NXT shows, not the live ones. Uh, a few other features like that. So $4.99, um, you know, it's... You, Actually, so the free one, you have to watch full commercials. On the four ninety nine, you have limited commercials, so they'll probably just have a few here and there. That's not a bad value. I wouldn't mind that. And, for for $4.99, that's a good but deal. But phone or tablet only, so you can't go on your uh, your laptop and watch anything. So that's just the four ninety nine. That's not bad. No, nah, not at all. Especially if you're only watching a few stuff. But now you're in the nine ninety nine, which we pay now. Uh, you get to watch, you know, the same as the other stuff. Uh, but instead of just the big four, you get to watch every pay-per-view. Uh, all the NXT takeovers. You actually watch the, the live NXTs as well. Um Pretty much everything that we're paying for now, you know. Uh, then they have the the Cruiserweight Classic episodes on there, uh, video archive, twenty four hours stream and stuff. Uh, now independent wrestling content, uh, which is what we were talking about, you know, Ring of Honor and TNA. That's going to be in the bigger plan, which is fourteen ninety nine. So no, nobody will carry that except for the fourteen ninety nine. Uh, but the fourteen ninety nine won't have any commercials. What do you think about that? So you're paying a little bit more, no commercials. You know what? Uh, I don't really. I've never really cared for the the five second commercials that I know. we get on. It gives you a second to break, right? Five, but. ten seconds. Oh, sh- let me go take a quick leak or something. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what though? I might be enticed to buy that, but it depends on the amount of content. I mean, it has to be really good. Yeah, yeah movies, TNA maybe and Ring of yeah, but see, TNA and Ring of Honor, that's a great value. But I mean, for an extra five bucks a month, is that really breaking the uh, breaking the bank? No, but. I don't know if that's enough. I mean, it would have to be a little bit more. I mean, can we get, say, Evolve? Can we get, uh, you know, any of these other indie companies to maybe sign on? Almost have to turn it into a Netflix to where every wrestling movie or at least the WWE studio movies, like any one of those movies they've ever made, put those on the network. Uh, I'm surprised those aren't on the network now, to be honest. I know. I think they're really holding for like that October surprise that, you know, like the in politics, they're just, they're really waiting to, okay, we really have to put something else on there. I think then they'll, then they'll finally put the movies on there. But I mean, who doesn't want to sit back, relax with some popcorn with your girl and watch the Marine, baby. The Marine. (laughs) (laughs) Followed by the Marine 2 starring the Miz and Marine 3 and Marine, uh, whatever. But yeah, there's, uh, so yeah, I mean, they have this whole tier system, but man, I'm, I'm really trying to think to where... Uh, I I don't know if I want to pay the fourteen ninety nine. I mean, like I don't want to. I don't really want to watch TNA from two thousand three. I'll just go on YouTube. You know what I mean? But my problem with the network has always been part of the reason why I bought it was so I could potentially watch Raw and SmackDown because I I don't always have the time to watch it live, which is why I got Hulu because finding out well it's not available on the network for I think it's thirty days after it airs. That's that to me is like a little unacceptable to me. Like I want to be able to watch what has already been seen on demand. I mean, every other channel has that on just an on-demand service for a cable company. I mean, Flash or Arrow, 
uh, you know, the next day it's available on demand or on Hulu. I mean, can't we get what is ours on our network the day after it's already aired? That makes no sense to me. All right, so how about this? So I'm reading further into this. Um, it's saying the $14.99 tier ticket would include footage of non-WWE promotions, uh, like we mentioned, and there would be no commercials. Uh, fans would also, they say, get perks like early tickets to, ac- uh, to access uh, to events, so early tickets for subscribers, uh, offline content downloads, small group online chats. That'll be fun to monitor. Uh, second <laughs> what, screen. Is Sunny going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> for only a dollar more, you can get the Sunny feature. No, that, uh, <laughs> only one dollar. Uh, so second screen content invite uh, and invites to in-person VIP meetups. Uh, I should note they say that the WWE specifically mentions Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor as possible promotions. So uh, that'll be different, I guess. But now I'm paying fourteen ninety nine just to get fucking... <laughs> expensive I'd love tickets to know where are... this got found because I, I mean I haven't seen this anywhere. I mean it's, it's a great idea. I feel like it's too detailed for somebody just to be like, eh, I have nothing else going on Sunday, so I'm just gonna write all this my idea out for the plan. So yeah. Oh come on, Maybe. you know there's some some fuckboy marks out there who just have nothing better to do. <laughs> They're like, I'm gonna create the plan. That's what it would be <laughs> yeah, for right. the network, and nobody will ever, you know, it's well, regardless of where we found it, we found this. Um so but they're also saying uh you know, it sounds familiar to UFC's Fight Pass service. I don't have that. Do you have a Fight Pass? I, I don't, know? but I know a few people who have it, and they're actually very happy with it because they feature other uh, mixed martial arts fights from other companies like your your Invictas and uh, I mean so many other names that I just can't think of off the top of my head but the people I know who have it are, are very happy with it and this is something that I think uh, WWE needs to follow suit with I mean it's just a great idea the only question is can they get enough uh, value yeah. you know to make people pay that much extra yeah, definitely, because they're saying the UFC airs live events from other promotions on their streaming service, and if that's, you know, WWE's attempting, they're uh, down with that great idea. So, uh, I don't know, another little cool thing to where, you know, maybe you're getting other little uh, shows on there that are live. Like you said, maybe Evolve, because since they're doing stuff with that, that could be a little uh, thing for them, too. But uh, it will be interesting. But I don't know, uh, 1499 a month. I'm already paying 999 I'm happy with that 999 but still... I don't know. How many different subscriptions do you have? I mean, I know my Netflix, uh, I, I pay for the, what are they, the HD, you know, yeah. for the 4K, you know, because I'm a G. <laughs> and uh, I got my Hulu, no commercials, because I hate commercials. That's yeah. it. It's all, yeah, I'm, I'm, That's I'm twelve ninety nine, I think. And then I got the uh, the network for it. I'm paying <laughs> He's got $35 a month in streaming services, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot of money. I feel like I'm paying alimony or something to like <laughs> just to just to have fun and watch like things that we want. You know, I'm like, damn, I got I owe child support to Netflix now. I'm like, that's what it is. I'm paying the money to support my uh, my laziness. I guess I don't it's know. crazy, especially with this whole binge watching aspect of everything now. I I can't. I just can't anymore. I literally watched. I think it was a show called The Ranch. It's ten episodes. I was done in one day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that you released that on a Friday. At least you got me through like I don't know Saturday. Can you give me a couple more episodes or something? I know, man. So that'll be, that'll be interesting, regardless. So there we have the network uh, possibly evolving. No pun intended. Over the next uh, few months, years, maybe this is a new 2017 plan. We'll find out. But please let us know. Head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. There's a bunch of links on there. Click them. You'll see Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Tweet us, Facebook us, send us what your uh, thoughts are about 
the network possibly expanding into all these uh, territories? Well, uh, each and every week, that's that's what we're doing here, right, Cooter? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to go cry myself to sleep because my girl Paige is off the market, officially. Such a peril. Such a peril. Oh, boy. Well, Cooter, I'll, uh, I'll see you next week. All right, I'm going to go cry. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy.